In episode 71, I provide a summary of the key points from a live demo I did of artificial intelligence tools. Knowing AI is important if you plan to work remotely, either in a job or in your own business. You're listening to The Remote Work Retirement Show, the only show that helps semi-retirees figure out the remote work options. I believe that remote work is the new retirement plan and that many retirees have both the ability and desire to work how they want so they can live how they want. Let's dig into today's episode. Hello, friend, and welcome to today's topic, which is a summary of the key points from an event I held on Saturday. Now, if you're a longtime listener or you read the show notes, then you may already know that I typically do episodic series on this show. I often have a topic for the whole month, and then I use each episode to dig deeper into that topic. But this month is going to look a little bit different, and that's because my new program, the AI Skillet, which is an AI skills lab, starts this week. And I think what I'd like to do is share what we're learning every week. But I don't know, because I don't know what to expect in this program. I don't have an actual plan for that program, nor do I have a plan for all the episodes this month. So it's a little loose. And I I do that on purpose because I really believe that sometimes you have to trust in a process and see what emerges because sometimes our unconscious brains can produce something better than even our conscious brains can do. And I believe that's what's going to happen in the AI skillet. So I'll talk more about that as we go. Today, what I want to do is I want to start with the key points from a demo that I had over the weekend. It was an artificial intelligence tools demo. And I did this for people who were on the wait list for my new program, but who maybe weren't sure that they were ready to join or they just needed to get some questions answered. And so I wanted to just get people together rather informally and just listen to them. And while listening, I was able to demonstrate different AI tools that I thought could really help them either in their business or with their resume or who knows what. And this is so different than anything I've ever done. Normally, inside of Remote Work School, which is my longtime coaching program, it's extremely structured. I have six phases. Each phase has lessons. I have workbooks and activities. It's, it's very guided. And then I have coaching sessions and templates. And I mean, really, the whole thing is, is very buttoned up. And it's been that way for years. The AI skillet is nothing like that. It's completely opposite. I have a very loose, I guess I'll call it itinerary. So it's the kind of thing where if you're going to go on vacation, you say, oh, I don't know, let's just spin the globe around and put our finger down and that's where I'm going to go. And I'm going to go from these dates to these dates and I don't know what's going to happen. And for some people, that's pretty scary stuff. For me, that's really exciting because it just leaves a lot of space for the fun and the unexpected. And that's what I think will happen in the AI skillet. Now, what I can tell you is it's not like I don't know what I'm doing. I have been deeply immersed in AI tools. I've talked about that for the last few episodes and I know quite a bit, but I'm, I'm looking forward to now collaborating with a group of people who will also be doing their research and also working on their projects. And then we're all collectively sharing that knowledge together. It's going to be like having a super brain 
AI scientists, I guess you could say, well, not real scientists because none of us are probably AI scientists, but who knows? By the end, I think we're going to know a whole lot. That's the goal. And ideally produce some really cool stuff. For example, I know one person wants to write a children's book. I know another person's interested in building custom AI tools. Uh, someone else is looking to upskill because they work in IT and they don't want to get left behind, etc. Okay, I'm kind of getting off track here. This is what happens when I when I come without a script to the podcast. Today, really, I wanted to tell you what I did in that demo so that you can get some tips or some aha moments, or I don't know, maybe you're just interested. So the way I started the demo is I kicked it off with some questions. This was a poll, and I held this on Zoom. I don't know if you know this, uh, but on Zoom, whenever you, if you lead meetings, and I don't know if you do, but I do a lot of this stuff. When you lead meetings on Zoom, when you're the meeting host, you have access to a lot of really cool extra tools like polling and whiteboards and things like that. I chose to do a poll, well, three poll questions, really, and I wanted to do this for a few reasons. Number one, I really wanted to take the temperature of the group, like really understand where they were on their journey, on their AI journey, basically. And rather than sit there and ask questions and have conversations, because sometimes talking can be a lot, especially on Zoom, I wanted to just do quick a quick poll. Uh, and that creates an interactive experience as well. It's just different. And the more interaction you can build when you're hosting online meetings or training, the better. The more engaged people are, and it's better for our brains if we can mix it up a bit. So I wanted to do the poll for those reasons. The other reason I wanted to do the poll is because I showed up to the meeting with zero agenda, which I don't know if you host meetings. I don't know about you, but I normally like to come a little bit prepared. I really didn't. I just wanted to show up, hear what people had to say, and go from there. The poll, though, well, I keep calling it a poll. Really, it was three poll questions. It allowed me to have just enough structure at the beginning to have something to react to. And that's another tip. It, again, if you lead meetings or you know you you want to lead meetings or you want to create training or coaching, et cetera, having something like that can be really useful as a tool for you as the leader to then springboard off of and have a conversation. So the first thing I want to do is I want to tell you the questions I asked because you can think about your answers to these questions as well, and it'll help you assess where are you on your AI learning curve. So the first question is, are you using any AI tools now? And here are the responses you could choose from. Yes, no, and not sure. And the reason why I added not sure is because I wanted to illustrate the point that you could be using AI and not know it, or you might be using something that you think has AI in it. For example, this poll question led to someone in the group asking if Alexa and Siri have AI built into them. And the answer is yes, they do. And that was great because we were able to have a conversation about that, that these tools that we use, a lot of us use in everyday life. And by the way, I don't use Alexa or Siri. I'm so old school. This is what's so ironic. I just have to pause and tell you that I feel like I have two, I don't know, two sides of me or something. There's this really kind of eager to learn technology AI side of me. 
while at the same time, I'm also quite rooted in kind of like, I don't know, traditional ways of operating in the world. Like I still like to look stuff up on the internet. I don't ask Siri anything. I don't, I don't have an Alexa. I don't have fancy tools that play me music. Or, you know, I don't ask tools to help me make dinner. I know people use these tools in really sophisticated ways, but I haven't adopted them that way. I've adopted tools for my business, but not necessarily for my personal life. So it was really interesting for me to hear how other people use tools more, more in their personal life than their business life. So anyway, so that question, you know, are you using any AI tools now? You can answer that for yourself. And again, the options are yes, no, and I'm not sure. Another reason why I wanted to ask that question is there are people out there who have said to me they refuse to learn AI or they feel like it is the end of the world or whatever. And I get it. I know it, th there's some stuff out there that is truly scary. And there are people out there who really lean into that. And sure, we are at a bit of a an inflection point with AI. Absolutely. So, you know, we do need things like regulation and we do need the right people to be involved in making decisions and all of that. But there are people who say, I am not going to get involved with AI. I'm not going to use it. I won't adopt it. And my answer is, guess what? You already are using it. If you drive a car that has any kind of smart technology in it, it's AI. I mean, if you have a car that alerts you when there's another car next to you in a lane, that is a form of AI. I'm not going to get into the technology of it because I can't, honestly. But there are other things. I talked about, you know, a Roomba, the vacuum cleaner that goes through the house, having AI. It, it's intelligent. It knows where to go. Your phones have AI in it. If you're talking to a friend and then you see an ad pop up on Google or Facebook or an article that seems to be a topic that you were literally talking about five minutes ago. Guess what? That's AI. So if you say you don't want to participate in it, you kind of have to go live in the woods, which sounds awesome. I, ha I cannot tell you how many times a week I think about just going and living in the woods, but it's not practical. So here I am at my laptop talking into a microphone, uh, doing podcasts and running a business. So no, I'm probably not going to go live in the woods anytime soon. It means that I have to adopt AI. It is what it is. So that was question number one. Wow, I went off on a tangent. I guess next time maybe I'll have a script. Who knows? All right. So the next question says, if you answered yes to the first question that you're using AI tools, here's the next question. What tools are you using? And here's the list I gave. ChatGPT, Bard, Canva, Grammarly, Dolly or Midjourney or Other. Now, if you don't know what a lot of those tools are, then I would encourage you to go listen to episode 70 of the Remote Work Retirement Show because I give you 13 different AI tools that are common or popular. And I only did half of the list in this poll question. And that's because I kind of knew the, I think I knew the answer to this before I even asked the question. And the number one answer that came up is ChatGPT. If people answered yes to the first question, which, by the way, surprisingly, only about 40 percent of people who showed up to the meeting, maybe 35 to 40 percent, said they were using AI. I mean, that's not even half. I don't know if I was surprised by that or not. I think I was more surprised by how many people said no versus not sure. I thought more people would have said, well, I don't know. Maybe I am. Maybe I'm not. And I just don't know. A lot of people just said no. 
And they were surprised to learn that actually you probably are using it. You just don't know you are because it's not obvious to you because you've never maybe signed up for something and gone to your account and intentionally used ChatGPT or any of these other tools. But that doesn't mean you're not using it, right? So ChatGPT was by far the number one tool that came up on the second question. So I'll ask you that same question and I'll give you the list again. If yes, what AI tools are you using? ChatGPT, Bard, Canva, Grammarly, Dolly, or Midjourney or other. And so what that told me when the 90% of responses said ChatGPT is people are using the thing that they're hearing the most about. It's been in the news. It, you know, it dropped or it became public last November of 2022. It's been growing in popularity. Uh, it's probably, you know, you hear it on the news, you read about it, it's showing up on your feeds. So, of course, people are going to use the thing they know the most about. But that's just one tool. And there are literally thousands of tools, which makes it also hard to learn. <laughs> so another goal of mine for having this AI tools demo was to demo just a few tools to show people that you don't need to adopt everything or know everything. You just need to know enough to become competitive uh, in the job force, right? In the, in the digital workforce. Or if you're going to run your own business, you definitely need to know enough AI tools to be able to not, I wouldn't say outcompete your competitor necessarily, but just to stay relevant, just to be at like, you know, the zero line, the starting line. I was talking to a contractor not too long ago, really just a couple of weeks ago, and we were talking about some services that I wanted and AI came up and that contractor basically said, oh yeah, I really haven't had time. I haven't really explored that yet. So I've got this tool over here. I use Microsoft Excel and, you know, this and that. And I said, you're joking. Like, I, I, I can't hire you because the problem isn't that you're not adopting AI tools. The problem is that the service that you're going to deliver to me is going to take you three times as long as the next person who's using AI and who can deliver that service to me in a third of the time. That's the problem because I don't really care what tools people use. These tools are just vehicles to get me from point A to point B, right? But if I have the option to get from point A to point B in a third of the time, and maybe even less cost, what choice do you think I'm going to make, right? So knowing enough AI tools is very important, not only to get a, a reasonable job these days, but to create pathways for promotions, to be able to take advantage of opportunities, to start a side business, to grow the business you currently have, to create services that serve people at a higher level, so on and so forth. So that was question number two. So let me just recap that. It, the question was, if yes, what AI tools are you using? So again, for you, if, if the only tool you're using is ChatGPT right now, well, first of all, if you're not using any tools, start with that one because that is one of the big ones. And after that, maybe experiment with one or two other ones. I think Grammarly is a great tool. I talk about that in episode 70. So go back and listen if you need a refresher. I think Canva is an all-around fantastic tool. It's been around a long time. I call it the Swiss army knife of tools. It just does so many fabulous things, including graphic design, website building, presentations at the click of a button, uh, so on and so forth. Okay, 
Question number one was, where are you in your AI journey? And so here are the three answers. Number one, I know nothing. Help me. Number two, I know a few basic things. And number three, I feel pretty confident. What else you got for me? Right? Like, challenge me, Camille. I'm a wizard at this. What do, what do you know that I don't know? Right? <laughs> I would say that the number one answer that people chose on this one was, I know a few basic things. I think that was heartwarming. I mean, there were people who said, I know nothing. Help me. About maybe a third of the people said that. But quite a few people said, I know a few basic things. Nobody said they were confident. You know, what else you got for me? So, you know, I think my takeaway with all of these questions is that people are generally adopting these tools very slowly. They might be experimenting with one like ChatGPT and not doing much else. And so, again, my goal with that demo was to show folks how easy it is to actually use some of these tools and how they really shouldn't be afraid to try a few things. And so I think what was so cool is by the end of the session, people walked away feeling like, oh, my gosh, I could do this. This isn't scary. In fact, it's easier than other tools I already know. It's far easier than a lot of Microsoft Office tools. It's easier than, shoot, sometimes logging into your bank account. I cannot tell you how hard it is for me to log into my bank account and just do some basic banking. I don't know about you, but I'm always getting timed out. They always want to send me a code. The transfers never work. And I guess it's supposed to protect my safety and security, but all it does is just make me frustrated. Anyway, I digress. These tools are easier than that. And so people walked away with what I hoped they would, which was more optimism than fear. And so I'm, I'm excited that a number of people who came to that demo then decided to join the AI Skillet program, which by the time you're hearing this podcast episode is closed. There will be a link in the show notes to join the waitlist for the next round if you're interested. But again, you can follow along because I believe, like I said this month, I will report back what we're doing. Because I think there will be some super fun things that we're learning and that I think could be helpful to share on the podcast. But I don't want to overpromise that either, because the other idea I have for this month is to also share with you things that I'm reading about uh, and learning about uh, related to AI, maybe, but also just remote work in general, because I think we're still in a, a big old pivot around remote work. So I'm just going to leave the whole month open. And it'll just be like a, a box of surprises. We're going to see what happens. All right. I look forward to seeing you next time. If you loved this episode and you're fascinated by artificial intelligence and remote work, but you happen to miss the window to join the AI Skillet, I invite you to click the link in the show notes and join the wait list for the next round. Otherwise, you can click on the other link in the show notes and join my free remote work training and learn all about remote work school.